I am from beyond. Listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider-Man and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle. Spider Knight? Alas, friend Spider-Man, by what sorcery doth small ceiling torch shine forth? It's cold. Welcome to Prattle oh, World. I'm your host, the ever-amazing, ever-spectacular Spider-Dan. And in this podcast, I spotlight entertainment's best-kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. And welcome to another themed month. You know how much I love these theme months here on the podcast. And this is the very well, this second edition, technically second edition. I'll be recording them on the same day, but this is going to be the second one uh, of Western Month. So we are celebrating cowboys and the Wild West, Manifest Destiny, all that good stuff. How the West was won, the new frontier, all those interesting things and the way that it, the, the Western genre has changed cinema and all different types of media, comics and all sorts. It's a huge, huge thing. And we're still very popular to this day. You know, we have had TV shows, we've had all sorts. Um, it's a really good genre, one of my favorite genres, in fact, um, and all the different weird and wacky Westerns there are. This month's going to be more about kind of traditional Westerns. So I have our very own Stranger. He's not a stranger to you or me. He's here all the time. We won't bloody leave. <laughs> it's Dennis Whittle. I am strange. We'll go with strange. Strange. Odd. Acquired taste. <laughs> Depends. You are from Oldham, so. <laughs> well, I, uh, that's fighting talk where I come from. But then again, think, good morning. Do you want to Bruce fighting talk where I come from? So there true, you go. True. Well, I think, I think, you know, we're all on very, you know, we're all, we're all tense at the moment. There's a lot of tension, you know, going around and, you know, everyone's very highly strung. So just be careful what you say, Dennis. Just be careful. You know, I will do. Who knows who you might offend, you know. Probably everybody as usual. <laughs> <laughs> so we are here to talk about a uh, Clint Eastwood film. So Clint Eastwood was known for being the man with no name. And much like in this film, he has no name. Uh, or does he? Ooh. Um, and this film is High Plains Drifter. Now, it did quite well at the time when it came out. But I'd kind of, this is one of the ones I wasn't too aware of in, in terms of like famous Westerns or big name Westerns. But it did very well at the box office at the time. It was very controversial. Um, but we're going to get into that, and yeah, it's a it's a it's a very interesting film, very different film from what come before with the classic kind of John Wayne westerns. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, let's let's just start, let's just go for it. Okay, so let's do it. So I think this is one that you wanted to talk about, Dennis. So tell us tell us a little bit about the film. Uh, I watched this movie many many years. My 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 um, education with um, westerns is from my dad very much um a father and son there was this and bond and we used to um in in an evening either watch a bond movie or watch a western so i was very much brought up on like genre movies hmm. um two particular ones of like a soft um moment in my heart which is weird because of i think it's because of conversations afterwards where high plains drift and pearl rider which are okay. both um clint eastwood um westerns it's really weird because I, I must have watched it about 20 30 times over, over my lifespan most of them with my dad so it, it's it's for me it's it's a proper bleak like you're saying it's it's a lot different it's it's bleak it's it's a bit kind of depressing at times mm. oh yeah um Dark. there's it, yeah there's the themes what runs entirely in the you know the entire length of the movie is bleak and dark and I sat down and watched it with my dad when I was about 10. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I, I probably wouldn't put many 10-year-olds in front no, of me. No, and what I watched it last night um, with, with Sarah and Amy, and I was like, crap. <laughs> yeah. And I can't, and it's really weird because because certain scenes I'd just completely forgotten about. Mm. Um, one that we'll probably talk about later. Oh, yeah. But I, com I completely forgot these scenes were there. Because I, I always, in my head, Clint Eastwood is always, always the, the big hero you know, rising to town, clears the town up and gets the girl and climb and rides back out again. Mm. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. If you're, if you're looking for a if you're you're looking for a straightforward hero, this is not that movie. This is not that kind of Western, you know. Yeah. This is, you know, and this is 
you know, this probably is how the West was won. Unfortunately, this is probably, probably. this is probably truer to real life than you know, you know, the Searchers or any of the John Wayne type, you know, High Noon or something like that. It's you know, as much as good as they are. I think I do prefer these kind of uh, revisionist westerns. Mm. Uh, now, probably some people don't know what what I mean when I say revisionist westerns, so I'm just going to give a, a quick kind of description of what what that means. So these are films that place the context of the Native Americans and cowboys alike in a darker setting. They depicted a morally questionable world where heroes and villains oftentimes resembled each other and more closely than had ever been shown before. The concept of right and wrong became blurred in a world where actions could no longer be said to be good or bad. Whereas in the majority of the classical Western films, the ethics were clear and defined in black and white. The revisionist film looked to paint a moral grey area where people had to adapt in order to survive. Um, I think that's the best kind of description of it. I yeah, that's, that's pretty much sums up this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. I, I think this is a good choice, though, because I think this is a good one for if you were going to examine revisionist westerns. I think this is a good one to look at because it is about morality and what people do to survive and and the decisions they're making can they live with those decisions can they live with what they've done it, it does have the kind of western tropes what you expect from a western as well it does have you know sweatiness and dark and you know the long sweeping shots of desert and mm. one but it, through it all it is dark it's a very dark story and you, you know if, if you go and look at um Clint, apart from painting your wagon, you go look at Clint Eastwood's other kind of westerns. They're all similar. They're all mm. pretty much who's the goody, who's the baddie, who's this, who's... and I'd forgotten all this. You know, this this watching this last night was like, oh yeah, <laughs> mm. I, I remember now. But no, it's it was. And we'll get to like probably you know parts of the movie, but there, there are parts of the film that me and my dad still to this day disagree on parts really? elements of it say no i believe this no no it's this so we okay. still still debate with things so, there is which, yeah there is a fair bit of kind of ambiguity about yeah. what is happening what's going on um you know you could you can easily make your own mind up about it and like like you said you and your dad disagree and who knows maybe you and i will disagree about what we think well it won't be for the first time young dad <laughs> um <laughs> So I, I didn't realise this was Clint Eastwood's only Clint Eastwood's second film he directed. Obviously, he's gone on to be a big kind of Oscar-winning director, huge acclaim as a director, not just a performer. But yeah, his first film was Play Misty for Me, which, which I is haven't seen. Awesome, it's a great movie. Good, yeah, it's will, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have yeah. to check that one out. I'm, yeah, really. I good. think I, I think I didn't appreciate a lot of the big name actors back in the day when I was young. I, I again, I like my obscure stuff. I like the, my B movie actors, and I think Clint Eastwood was always a bit too square jawed, and you know, he, he just appeared to be like he's the good guy, or you know, and and he's his films are really not that at all. Like most of them are very kind of morally grey, and yeah, and even consider. up to like recently with the mule and stuff it's it's all you know and i think he's he's one he's one he's a rarity where he's he's a very good actor but he's an i think he's a better director i think he's i think if you watch the movies he's directed he's a very very good he's got such a good way of making the story kind of be forefront surfing on he, he brings the best out of actors like in in high plane drifter there isn't there isn't a single actor and you can think oh they're they let it down. They're all strong performances. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, all of them. Even if they just say one word, the way they're acting and stuff, and the way they're moving around. So everybody, you know, think about the barber. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's great. Like, it's, like it's all very, or like every character is very authentic, and it feels yeah. right, and it works. And this, even the situations, as outlandish as they become, and as weird and wacky as they become, um, they're still very grounded in that real world in the West. Yeah. Uh, I, I know that he he built they built the entire town yeah the whole thing yeah, yeah. Um, in interiors and exteriors so it's yeah. not just like a it's a it, it was literally was a town they made a town where they were and that gives gives it that feel of realism as well and that gives it an extra kind of obviously today it would be CGI'd up the wazoo. I had the same conversation with Amy last night when we were watching it, we were talking about it. And one of the things I, I saw an interview with him probably after he he did Unforgiven, and he was saying he likes. Because saloons wouldn't be brightly lit, you know, areas would be dark, streets would be pitch black, and if you look at the kind of early westerns, everything's bright and all singing and dancing and stuff. You'd have two or three people in the saloon, they have little candles. So he, the fact they used to build these things 
and they didn't have like all the electricity and they were lit differently gives it that air of kind of authenticity to it yeah definitely absolutely i think it's 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 a really like you were saying that like him, him as a director apparently a lot of the what he does before he even gets like you know anything else together he gets like a theme for a film like he picks the themes and what he wants to tackle and and explore and then he goes right now i've got that let's commission a script let's get a script together that's got to be this so it's always coming from him and from from a place of something he wants to look at something he's very interested in and the stories he wants to tell and it's great and the the script itself was it was written by ernest tidyman one of the more uninteresting superheroes out there um, <laughs> must so, clean, must clean. He's <laughs> just OCD. He's just constantly cleaning, <laughs> constantly wiping. Oh, I'll never leave this flat. Um, <laughs> what a mod, Jeff. <laughs> anyway, Ernest Tidyman. He, he actually won the best screenplay Oscar for French Connection as well. Mm. So, so you know it's going to be good. And his he based this on. Uh, you've heard the story of um, Kitty Genovese. It's it's in Watchmen. It's in Boondock Saints. It's all about. A woman was um, was was raped and attacked and murdered outside a, a big flat, and loads of people could see this going on, but nobody called the police. Not one. Hundreds of people saw this. Nobody called the police. So it was kind of based and inspired by that. But the the, the should we talk about the plot? The plot that there is. Yeah, I think it's it, it it's, it's it's a classic revenge. I'm trying to look at it not through my eyes of when I watched it yesterday, but when I originally saw it because. I think being 43, I see it a little bit different now. Yeah. Um, and I have a slightly different kind of opinions and things towards it. But watching it originally, when I was talking to Sarah and Amy about it last night, it's a revenge for something. So somebody comes to a town and wants revenge for an incident what's happened. But you don't know this for a while. Um, there are very dodgy people around, knocking around. The town's a newly built town. Mm-hmm. Something has happened within the town. The guy turns up to, to wrong, um, to right a wrong. And seemingly, he doesn't have any connection initially to no. the town. He just nothing at all. Is again, it's just a cowboy wanders in, gets accosted by a few guys, kills them. Standard kind of western stuff. But that's after that. That's when it kind of we go into this kind of revenge stuff. And, um, but can, please carry on. As the, as the film unfolds, you find out that perhaps he has a bit of constant. There is something what connects him to the town. Again, it's not clear really to start off with what his connection is or you know what is, what something has transpired he has some sort of connection to this person and then he decides that he was, he's going to help the town the town is it's some something bad's going to happen to the town the town folk say listen we saw what you did earlier we think you're a nice you know we think you're the sort of gunslinger we need to, to look after our town um we can have we do this we'll hire hire and he's like not really no gets talked into it one of the things he's, they say to him is you can have anything you want in the town anything you want at all and he goes around abuses us basically you know he, he he goes around you know buys everybody a drink and then what's the cost no cost yeah. you know he wants some nice boots that'll be you know 80 dollars no it's, mm, it's free i want a different gun yeah. he he makes somebody who who's kind of bullied in the town makes him the most powerful person in the town so he kind of abuses it yeah um and then it kind of slowly slowly builds for me until right at the very end where it kind of comes out what his kind of connection is, and in between this, there are there are different characters that kind of pop up, and there's 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 dialogue between. You think, hang on a minute, some they know, they know, he knows, this knows, that knows, this knows, and that's where the kind of the thread will go through the movie is that they all have it coming. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. apart, you know, and it's very much he is a hero, hmm. but he really isn't as well he's he's so unlikable <laughs> you know he's there's nothing about yeah. him you you root him for him at all nothing no you can't, there's the, there's nothing you can relate to on ev- any level like apart from i guess kind of the revenge element but we we go on to kind of we we see a lot of horrific stuff he does a lot of horrific stuff yes um but he also does a lot a couple of nice things as well there's yeah yeah and, and, you know. and it's 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 really weird he does and it you kind of you don't understand what he does but the people who he treats badly it's almost like there's a reason for it i'm trying to skirt around one of the, one of the, yeah. you know, one of the kind of blow of the plot things in it yeah um, we'll, we'll tackle i think we'll tackle yeah. that later let's just say yeah. that he does he does a lot of horrific things yeah um a but couple, he, of, like a couple said, of nice little things he does as yeah well. he, like i said he, the, 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 there's like a, a, a small man who's who's there and he's basically the kind of the runt of the town everything he yeah. wants him to do so you know one of his things he does is, is make him 
you're the mayor now. You're gonna you're gonna you're the sheriff. What you say, kind of what kind of, and it makes him very important. You know, he looks after kind of the people who weren't even remotely involved. He kind of gives them a little bit of leeway and stuff within the town as well, and kind of you know makes makes people make decisions um, about leaving the town and that kind of stuff. So he does he does he does look after people. Absolutely. So it's not it's not as it's not as like it's not like he's the villain because because the town is equally yeah arg- arguably as culpable in the problems. The, the town is the villain. The town the town is the is is the big bad in the whole thing. Uh, what's it called? Like Lagos? Was it Lagos? Yeah, Lagos. Oh, Lagos. Yeah. So yeah. that the, the the town is is the bad. That the the town's the villain. Yeah, the town folk of the villains. Town folk of the villains, and he's just as bad. He's just as yes. as awful. Basically. It's almost like extreme measures call for extreme people, and he, yeah. he does that. Yeah, the ends justify the means. Very much so, and yeah, yeah, it's just some uncomfortable bits. But he, you know, it, it is. West was wild, and this, and you were saying before, this is was is kind of how people did what they did back then. But I, you know, it's it's, it's really strange. Like watching it last night, I was sort of thinking, God. Really? He, yeah. He's just done that. It's, yeah. It's been, hang on, has it been on for twenty minutes? <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. Like you don't again. Like he's he's not relatable. You can't you can't justify his actions. You can't predict his actions. You can't. It's it's, it's this unknowable. It's like ether trying to yeah. get get a gist of this character if he even really is a character. So and you're drip fed, aren't you? As well, you're drip fed hmm. little bits of things in. So. He does these things, and you think, "Oh, he's what, what a bastard!" And then you drip-fed things, and you think, "Oh, hang on." And then a little bit else comes out, and you know. So throughout like an hour and forty minutes of the movie, it's not until probably the last half an hour that the realization of, "Oh, okay." Yeah, all kind of slowly but surely, the kind of pieces of the puzzle, yeah, get put together. So, for example, so let's. I think let's just simplify the plot as best we can. So, so there's these criminals are on their way back to the town, and they're linked to the town because they were hired by the town to whip to death the previous marshal. So these guys are, and it's really, it's a really brutal scene. Just mm. they're just cracking away. It's a long whips. scene. It's, it's really long oh, scene. Awful. Yeah. Just horrendous. Like I guess the second time you see it, it's even longer yeah. from a different angle. So. It's shocking. Um, but yeah, they're whipped to death and the townsfolk are all there and, it, and you can't really see their face. They're all kind of, it's like, you know it's them because you can tell by the costuming and, and you know, you can tell it by their silhouette who it is. And they're all just sat, stood there watching and, and he's going, help me, help me, help me. They don't. Then so, it turns out uh, later in the film that there was a mine. There was a mine nearby, and it was why the town was formed. But technically, it was on government land. So the marshal was going to report this back to the government and effectively shut down the the town, shut down the mining, shut everything down. And obviously, their way of life would have been gone, done. The business is over. They're going to have to move somewhere else. It's, you know, this is a relatively new town. They've just settled. They've, they're ready. So they hire these criminals and then implicate the criminals in the crime to get out of their own blame and their own guilt and kind of shuffle it onto them. But I've, these are, these criminals have now escaped from prison and they're coming back and they want their own revenge. They want their own revenge. Now, it's hinted as well in the film that... So the man who's whipped to death in the flashback is played by Clint Eastwood's stunt double, like famous stunt double, or like many films... He was his stunt double, and it's it's heavily implied throughout the entire film that the stranger that Clint Eastwood plays is that same Marshall, come back from the dead, or still alive, or however you want to, whichever way you could. It's so it's so ambiguous. It could be anything, you know. It could be a twin. It could be, you know, they could be in purgatory. Maybe they're in hell. Who knows? Um, you know, he paints the entire town red and calls it, it hell renames it hell so maybe they're they're in some sort of hell and they don't even realize it but they're all they're all constantly having these flashbacks and remembering how it happened the way it happened from different angles like you said and that that's probably one of the more interesting things i think originally in the in the original script before eastwood and uh, another person rewrote it it was a twin it was a twin brother that came to the town or a, something like that or a, it was a brother somebody who looked like him but i think this kind of gives this this western a, like a different almost like a supernatural edge and a supernatural tint 
and it, it almost borders into the kind of psychedelic acid westerns almost you know not not I don't think it all it goes all the way like some of the ones out there, but I think it does have touches of those elements that would be expounded upon in things like El Topo or various other kind of psychedelic westerns that came out afterwards. But I do, I, 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 I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a great device for this film, and I think it really does work. And it, and again, like if you're this vengeful spirit, you know. Um, you know, reincarnated or whatever, whatever. Why would you give ten gallons of shit about any of these people because of the way they've they've treated, you know, the the original Marshall? But even then, he does have moments of you know softness um, and moments of of not sympathy. But there's there's people who regret their actions more, or you know, are willing to kind of you know get out of the town or forget or move on or you know they were forced to be silent and i think i think it's a it's a good film and a great device a great storytelling device and again it, it distances itself from a lot of these previous classic westerns like we talked about yeah i i it, it kind of the, the device where also shines puts mirrors on different people in the town the decisions they make mm. and how they made them and i think i think one of the Things for me is the um, guy owns a hotel. His wife, you know, she at the beginning she's like shouty and dead against kind of Clint Eastwood's character, who's you know doesn't have a name, the stranger, as in many of his his, his movies, and you know against it. And the further film goes on, that you know he does mean things, mean things, but she kind of gets it in a, yeah. in a weird sort of way. There's 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 like a little she does a little speech to him and um, ends up leaving. So they have this like, little Clint Eastwood doesn't really say it, but she kind of explains how she feels about stuff hmm. and then leaves leaves her husband because of it so it does it shines it, it puts a mirror on the individuals but it's very much the town are bastards the town oh, absolutely and he, you know you see <laughs> you know even the criminals want to come and get revenge on them and all that all they're interested in the town is covering their own ass and i think you know the, the, the very little dialogue in Clint Eastwood, and he barely says anything oh, yeah. throughout the whole movie. I mean, I mean, even in the finale, he's he's barely in the finale of the film. Yeah, yeah. like he he turns up, I think maybe five minutes towards the end. He kind of sets up the whole. They basically kind of set up this kind of picnic part, street party. Yeah, and they're, and they're all going to shoot from the roof to get all these criminals that are on their way. They get ready, but all of them are so cowardly. They just kind of he'll just go oh, forget this. Yeah, and they all yeah, run away, yeah. and he knows that's going to happen. He knows that's what's going to do. So it's set up for that. Um, but like from from the moment the movie starts, it is it's it looks hot. It looks yeah, everybody looks comfortable. Yeah, uncle, and he, he turns up to town, and he says all he wants is 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 a shave and, and a bath. <laughs> that's all. Yeah, that's all he's coming for. All he wants. <laughs> And as soon as he goes into town, the, the you know the people silent. I think it's, it's a good ten minute scene where all you're doing is just riding through town, and the camera's just watching him. People's faces come out. Classic kind of western. You know, you you come into my town, they want to know who he is. All the yeah. curtains are twitching, straight doors away. are open. Yeah, straight away, people are like, "We don't like your can yeah, around here. We don't like strangers around here." Um, well, that's quite a good accent. That did well though. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Nice. Um, my one of my favorite characters in it is the barber. Yeah, because because he's he's about to you know shave him. Because he's that scared, he's shaking with the with with the cutthroat. He's like, mm. I, can't, I can't, I can't do this. Sort of like, thing. I can't do it. Um, I, I quite like the original sheriff because he's kind of like, yeah, he's like, because yeah. the the original sheriff is just uh, obviously the marshal was dead and he replaced him, but he's just this kind of fat dude well, who's cowardly. Yeah, dude. He, he says, you know, they just, just stuck this bad job because there's no one else to give it to. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's you know, you have got the guy who's building the town. You've got the hotel guy. They're they're kind of the main instigators, and you've got these. You've got a, a lady in it as well, who kind of min- seems to want to manipulate the guys within the thing. Mm-hmm. She's a she's a weird. I I you know I completely forgot about her completely. I I only when I when I went back and watched it again, I only remembered the uh, hotel owner's wife. I'd forgotten about. Really? The, the blonde lady completely had the whole thing. Maybe it was the trauma. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I, well, from, I, I completely forgot about her. I think this is probably. I think this is a, probably a good a good time to talk about the most kind of reprehensible moment in the film. I think you you'll probably give it more justice than me. So okay, um, go on. So straight a- almost straight after he's killed the first few, he comes into the town. Opening of the film, comes into the town, goes to the shave, draws the gun, kills the three people who's trying to kill him, and then straight after bumps into a school teacher who's being very rude, very dismissive, very you know just talking absolute like just being awful to him, horrible, horrible, horrible. And he grabs her, 
takes her into a barn and rapes her. You know, awful, awful thing. And it's very much kind of, if you've seen Straw Dogs, you'll probably be familiar with the type of kind of rape scene it is. So I won't go into kind of the detail about it. But yeah, it's just horrendous. Awful, awful thing. She, he's having a bath. He finally gets his bath and she walks in and, and tries to shoot him dead in the bath and the sheriff has to carry her out. And then even, and the sheriff hire, successfully hires the stranger to protect the town. And then there's a big meeting about what we're going to do, what are we going to do? And then she comes in and says, we've got to kill him, we've got to kill him. And they're like, oh, don't be too hasty. It's only like a little thing. And she's like, I was I was right. And and he's like, well, you know, you know don't get hysterical. And she's like, hysterical? I'll show you hysterical, and you know, and uh, you know, it's it's hard it's hard to argue with with that. But and I know. think that the, the line that I went, my mouth went, went uh, was when he said, um, "Some sometimes a man, you just have to give a man what he wants." And he went, "I went, awful, Jesus, awful. <laughs> you know." But like, like they, she, she like, it's not like it's not like a seventies film where they kind of, you know, they go, oh, you know, it's just a bit of rough sex. They, she, she says, yeah, you know, yeah. this is a rape. It's definitely a rape. This shouldn't be happening. This is illegal. Awful, awful thing that's happened. And we're going to let it happen just so this guy can protect our town. She's a co-conspirator in all this. Um, you know, so she is she's part of the problem. These She is the villain. But obviously, she doesn't deserve this. She doesn't deserve... No, nobody deserves that. Again, the, the revenge that is had. And she she's kind of a, a manipulator of all the... She manipulates another criminal that comes back as well. Various other various other kind of members of the town as well, but yeah, it's it's an awful thing, and it and it it really it really takes you out of the kind of classic westerns. Um, did you know, in fact, that that after this film was made, that um, Eastwood contacted John Wayne and asked him to be part of another western? Might have been Pale Rider, might have been something else. I'm not sure, but he was like, um, you know, love your work, respect your work. Um, I was wondering if you'd like to be in another western i'm making you know uh can you imagine like clint eastwood and john wayne in the same western that would have been pretty cool yeah however he he wrote him a letter back and said absolutely not i saw this film and and he said that isn't what the west was all about that isn't the american people who settled this country and i'm kind of like Probably yeah. is, probably is. Maybe not in maybe not in John Wayne's world. Yeah, not in John Wayne's world. Because because again, like like in those classic westerns, obviously the villains wore black hats, the heroes wore white hats. It was that is the yes. you know this is the moral grey that we were talking about the, of the revisionist western, and and it very much is that, and that's why John Wayne probably took prob- took issue with it, and and Clint Eastwood didn't agree and didn't bother contacting him again. He just went right. That's your opinion. I respect it, but. You're wrong. Um, I, I would agree with with Eastwood <laughs> as well. You're just wrong. Um, you're just wrong. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, this is quite a, an interesting. You know, like we said, it's just morally mor- nobody nobody's a particularly a good person in this. There's not there's not no. one person that I can go. You are the best person. You are the best person in this. There's, there's nobody who is out and out a good guy. No, and. He, he, when, as I said, when 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 he finally accepts to be the the gunslinger they need sort of stuff, he does it reluctantly. Oh yeah, um, and that you know anything he wants. So he basically then walks around town, kind of manipulating everybody within the town, making them fall out with each other. You know, giving their stuff away, kicking people out of the hotel, mm-hmm. and making them kind of turn on themselves. Yeah, um, and all the way, he's just he, he just kind of walks into places, like drops a little pebble in, and then walks out and watches where the ripples go. And he's all a, the time. he's a mass manipulator, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He's manipulating every single person. And it's it's their own undoing. Like he he doesn't have to fight really, like he does kill people in it, but for the most part of the town, he doesn't have to, you know, fire a shot, really. Because um, of that shit, they'll mm, turn on themselves straight exactly. away. They're that cowardly, they're that, you know. Yeah. And again, there's some characters that do kind of they don't kind of alleviate themselves of their guilt or you know or, or right the wrongs but they do do good things and they are helpful and, and even at the end uh, mordecai is about to get the stranger's about to get shot mordecai shoots the guy who's going to shoot him and as clint leaves the stranger leaves um he's go you know we never did learn your name um i don't know i still don't know your name and he goes yes you do and mordecai is making a gravestone for the marshal the previous marshal that died um so again 
quite heavily hinting that it is the same. Yeah, and, and the, the scene with the in the bedroom with the um, hotels. Wife and he goes, you know, we we buried a marshal out there. It's 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 an unmarked grave. And goes, do you believe that the soul, you know, doesn't rest until they've got a, a stone, you know, headstone? Mm. And Clint Eastwood kind of just like nods his head and goes on his way. And then obviously the guy's knocking out the, the kind of name and the distance and disappears. Yeah, we were watching with Sarah last night. The because the, the marshal was um, the the way they kill the marshals, they whip him to death. Mm. Which is a, a very, it's, it's not a nice scene at all because no. of the, the noise of the whip and Awful. the first time you see it is like a close up of 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 the character, and Sarah got confused and why why they why they why do, I missed something are they now whipping the, the stranger I said no no this is a flashback like yeah. you were saying because he looks so much like him, you know it's and she was hang on a second I, I thought it was oh. I thought it was Clint Eastwood I genuinely yeah, thought yeah. it was Clint Eastwood but again with the lighting and I don't know if they've dubbed it yeah. over with with Clint's voice but I was I was I was well, like because he because he falls to sleep and I assume that's a dream or a flashback yeah um yeah. Uh, but yeah again because when Mordecai uh, Mordecai as as the um he sees as well doesn't he when he's hiding and yeah. he sees um what's kind of happened but it's almost like history repeats itself because the town folk are now getting fed up of him and, and they start plotting against him yeah against the the, the stranger you know we're gonna they try killing him as he's as he sleeps they they say we'll give you some money and then the guy no we won't mm. so that stuff so they're, they're already plotting against getting rid of him as soon as he's done the job that he's there for so like the you've not the, learned anything through it all yeah the, the school teacher or the the blonde who's manipulating all the men like yeah. she willingly sleeps with him this time and then they're going to walk in while he's sleeping and, and shoot him. But obviously he's ready for it. He's, you know, he's ready. And he, he likes to stick a dynamite with his, with his cigar, throws it into the bedroom <laughs> and they're like, Oh my God, are the criminals here? The criminals is like, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. It's just like so yeah. casual about it. But then they're like, Oh, you're not going to blame us for, for just this one guy trying to kill you. Yeah. It's, it's not us. Honestly, it's, it's, it's the guy, the guy who ran off. You know, it's his fault. You know, he, he kind of, like I say, he's training them to shooting. Uh, they're all, you know, he's trying to train them. And he knows they're all going to be cowardly. He knows they're all going to run off. And he knows that the criminals which are coming over, because he kind of he kind of winds the criminals up, doesn't he, even more? Mm. He, he goes out and shoots one of their ears. Or he, he could slaughter them there and then. Oh, yeah. He doesn't. He just he, he sets it up so they'll come to town and kind of do his exactly. work for him. Mm. Which I, it, I, I like that. I, yeah. I kind of like the fact. It's, he's, it's on, very much like that kind of fistful of dollars, Yojimbo, where he, you know, mm. you're, you're, you're making the two sides fight against each other and you're benefiting all the while. Yeah. Um, that's very kind of classic kind of smart westerns. You see, I've, you know, I've been reading a lot of Jonah Hex. I was going to do a podcast about Jonah Hex, but, you know, not now because of reasons. Um, I'll, I'll explain that in the other podcast. But there is a lot of that, you know, this the smart gunman. It's not the person who's the quickest draw. It's the person who can manipulate or play play the odds, and you know, or they'll you know they'll wear like a an oven cover, you know, to block the bullets and all that sort of stuff. Um, I've always I've always liked that. It's it's the intelligent you know Western yeah. hero. It's not it's not just the guy who is has the biggest gun or the quickest gun. It's the smart guy, um, and I respect that. And he does, uh, you know, when when so the town. The, the criminals come back. The town um, obviously fail in what they have to do, um, and then he comes back because he disappeared. He, he got, he's got them all sorted on top of the building, ready to go. He just merrily just rides through with the horse and disappears in the distance. The criminals come, pretty much take out everyone who who involved in the main conspiracy. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. And then he comes back in the evening, whips one of them, and I quite like the imagery of the fire behind him with oh, him whipping. It looks gorgeous. It's, it's, oh, it's so, so good. Just like my favorite. Yeah, silhouette with his hat on. You don't see any kind of features. You just see him kind of whipping when the whip down and the, the flames behind him. I think yeah. it's such a good kind straight, of the way. Straight from hell. Straight from yeah. hell. Like he, start, he literally starts the, yeah. the, the everywhere's on fire. Um, and he's just that silhouette of him whipping is it's gorgeous. Like that's yeah. one of my, it's probably my favorite shot in the film. Yeah, is, me, you know, mine too. And it's yeah. welcome to hell. He is in hell. This is what it is. Yeah. Um, takes him out one by one as well. But again, quite cleverly, you know. Mm. Again, and again. Look, just manipulating and and yeah. you know, forcing forcing them to to you know more, do more backpedaling or or more you know hideous schemes to to get him out and to do this and oh he's taking advantage but he's helping us but no he isn't oh let's do yeah. this and he's taking my he's taking my sheriff's badge he's taking my judge uh, my judgeship away from me you know, why is yeah, he giving yeah. him this much power um, you know because 
you are what you are and you've done what you've done. One of my favorite characters actually the preacher in it. Yes. Yeah. He's like this self-righteous preacher like, oh, this is ungodly, sir. This is ungodly. How dare you do this? Um, you know, he's kicking people out of the hotel because he's like, I want I want the hotel. They can sleep wherever. I don't give a shit. We need the hotel. And, and he's like, but, but where will they go? This is ungodly. How dare you? How dare you? You know, oh, you're not a godly man. And he's like, well, if you're such a godly man, preacher, why don't you put them up? And he goes, and and he goes oh yeah we'll we'll put you up we'll put you up in our own houses uh for the standard hotel fee of course yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah. i'm just like you self-righteous and the the, the camera camera moves across to the stranger sadly just kind of just kind of nods his head and then puts it back on to go to sleep kind of like yeah this this is what kind of what i expected this is what you get for being you're even you a man of god a man of God, and there's a lot of like biblical references yeah, in there yeah, um, yeah. all the way through. You know, there is there is in Power Ride as well, very similar, you know, sort of thing. And you know, you're going back to kind of the, the voice, you know, the voice being very similar. That, like when the ringleader of the gang is looking for the stranger at the end, and he's in the and you hear, you he's like, "Help me, help me!" Whispering mm-hmm. coming up from the barnies. Yeah. And it, again, this the kind of supernatural element to it. He's saying the same thing. Is it the same person? And then the the stranger's like quite far behind him. So where's the voice coming from? So there's little, I those little elements a lot. I really like. I think they they set him apart from the other westerns. Yeah, I, I like I like when he he throws. They hear the lashing on the inside of the bar, and they're like they're listening to the lashing, and then he throws the whip in, and he's like. Um, one of the main, the leader of the gang is like, oh God, you know, and he's, he's, again, they're all like, is it, could it be, maybe, possibly? And I think that's, mm. that's what the audience is, is doing as well, are yeah, they? Yeah. Is he? Um, but yeah, I, th- I thought this was a, gen- genuinely thought this was a fantastic film, really good. I can see why it would be controversial back at the, t- back in the day, you know, because this was the new, this was the new form of Western, this is a new style of Western. You know that we weren't we weren't ready for. I was thinking the other day with my housemate. I remember when um, Spider Man came out in Civil War in the Civil War movie, um, and he was like, "He's too he's too young." And why does his eyes move? And I went, "He was fifteen in the comics. His eyes moved in the comics. Get over it." <laughs> you know, I was just like, "Come on, carry on." You know, this is the new version of that thing. Yeah, we've had millions of new versions, but you know, this is the first time a thirty-year-old hasn't played Spider-Man in a film. Yeah. So, and the eyes move, so we can see expression, and we can, you know, tell what he's thinking. If he's in pain, it's thinking. You know, it's just a new iteration, and sometimes these new iterations are are met with, you know, positive things. Like, you know, look at the Dark Knight trilogy as well. Like, we people love the Michael Keaton films, but then when we got that, we were like, oh my god, yes, this is the Batman. This is the Batman. You know. But again, it's just a new interpretation, good or bad. I I like I like this kind of ambiguous kind of dark westerns. I like dark movies anyway. Um, so I I I do I do like this sort of style. Um, and I I prefer if I, if I'm if I'm going via the westerns, I prefer I definitely prefer revisionist to the classical. At the very least, yeah. And it seems that it's the only way, apart from Paint You. I keep one about Paint. You've seen Paint You Wagon. Paint Watch Paint You Wagon. wagon. <laughs> oh, music is so funny, so great <laughs> for all the wrong one day, reasons. One day. But what's what's what? I think also from being a Clint Eastwood fan, which I am, you see regular cast members now in his movies pop up from from this movie. Mm. You know, the 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 lead of the gang pops up in Everything Trade But Loose. Everything Trade You Can. He pops mm. up in a few other movies. You've got the. I don't know what he, what he, he, the guy in the barn, um, the chubbier guy, he pops up, he's the leader of the gang in Every Way But Loose. You know, same sort of female characters pop up and he does, he does have like, people that do appear in a lot of his yeah, movies. Of yeah. Um, and even, even if there's like walk on characters, so like, you start seeing a stable of the actors that he kind of trusts. And, and that's, that's very movies. much like, that's very much like, the acting world i think a lot of people if they they trust someone will get the job done and they they like what they do they'll they will ask you back like i've been asked back that's my favorite that's my favorite kind of acting job i don't have to audition <laughs> i'm just like I'm just like you just you just want me to come back fantastic yes i'll do it i'm i'm, I'm a unique actor that doesn't like auditioning <laughs> <laughs> proper diva proper diva well the thing is when you when you're as good as you you don't need to exactly is this when you're you gonna tu- you're gonna tut now you're gonna do a method no, tut? not at all no, 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 I, you know, I appreciate your acting earlier. By the way, it was very good. It's very good acting. So, thank you, thank you. I, I have, I, I have done, it. I have done, <clears throat> I have done quite, quite the um, number of appearances on the television. More than me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I was. I, I shouldn't bring it up. I can't help it. It's like it's a right. disease. <laughs> um, <laughs> how many times have you been on TV, Dan? 
Um, once. I, I won't tell you. I won't tell you the character I played because it won't go down well. Okay. <laughs> I I I've done about I about six times. Right. That's cool. That's cool. <clears throat> anyway, where were we? Yeah, moving on. <laughs> moving on. The one time I was um, on television, I don't want to talk about. So <laughs> you're the one. Time. <laughs> I, I was an extra, and it was it was a it was in uh, it was a Manchester-based TV show about police, but I, I played a very a less a very disreputable kind of character let's say that's all i'll that's all i'll say um, I, I did take a photo of myself in the costume and i went you know what i want to burn this photo now because i don't, <laughs> want, don't want anybody to see me dressed as this ever so anyway um you were talking about pale rider and yes I, I was looking up pale rider and it says that this movie and pale rider open and close with the same location uh, same camera angle same th- time of day and they actually bookend each other and and as is i'm aware that again pell rider it's implied that he's kind of a vengeful spirit it's again yes another yeah. character with no name vengeful yeah. spirit out for revenge does questionable things yeah there we go there we go so um so they're very they're kind of it's it's a nice double bill then uh, yeah i i it's a weird thing i i seem to, in my head, High Plains Drifter is building up to Pell Rider. The the thing I think the things he does in Pell Rider he does better. I like I like High High Plains Drifter because it's a bit more raw mm. in places. Um, where Pell Riders is a good I think it's about five six years afterwards. Yeah. Um, he's he's done a few more movies and it's a bit more polished in places. I think it might be even longer. I think it might be. It's quite it yeah. He was. I think similar that's 80, heart and stuff in I think that's 85 84. so it, it's almost like he's polished and this is the movie he wanted to make then uh, so i i i i do like both movies i do prefer yeah. pearl rider just because i think i think it's it, the, the pacing i think the pacing on this one it's it's a very if you want if you want a fast paced west western no. yeah it's not this one. it's not it no. <laughs> it's it there's very little dialogue in it um there's lots and there's lots of kind of like the the, the stuff from the spirit westerns long shots of of the yeah. planes lots of heat lots of kind of little there's there's lots of shots coming down from places you, you see the whole valley and this little town and in, in the way lots of so there's, there's things from that were in per rider there's not so much that it's more of a modern take on it you know he's, he's yeah. perfected his kind of his skills by then mm-hmm. um but it, i would say he's pretty much the same character yeah. Um. From comparing them both, he's very much turns up, does what he does, and then and then kind of disappears in, into into the distance. It's not as kind of like with with High Plains Drifter, the ending of it kind of screams, "Well, he must have been the vengeful god," because it shows the yeah. they have this speech about you know, he, do you believe a, a spirit? So it shows that they are giving him a tombstone. He disappears. Hmm. This is a bit of me and my dad argue on. Okay. I say he's a ghost. My dad says he's not. Right. I say he's a. I say he's a vengeful ghost the vengeful spirit who's got who is the, the kind of like the manifestation of, of the of the marshal mm. my dad says he's not dad thinks he's someone who's worked with him or he's he's heard the story and he's come yeah. to avenge so some, da- yeah I, but i think that's because my dad doesn't like horror movies and doesn't doesn't like supernatural yeah. stuff so okay. he sees it very much as a classic he's down there he's taken the town out he's disappeared <laughs> and his his explanation for him disappearing into, into, into the distance was he probably said cut <laughs> <laughs> you were saying no. you were saying <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good that's good enough excuse that's a good yeah, yeah. story element you know i've i've heard worse things but worse <laughs> excuses for why that character's gone yeah we just said cut um we just said cut <laughs> uh yeah i mean i mean i mean that's if you want if you want to believe that's that's the beauty of the ambiguity if yes. you want it to be that it can be that if you want it to be the other thing it can be that if you want it that they're in they're literally in hell and this is their punishment it can be that, you know. Because that's what if, if if you read about the movie, that's one of the theories that they are in purgatory. Mm. They are the the town may be called purgatory and, and this, that, and the other. So there are mm-hmm. there are elements there. But no, he's he's very much no, he comes in, he clears the area, Dennis, and he goes off to another town. I'm, gl- I'm glad he just I'm glad he thinks that it's like you know, there's probably somebody out there who thinks it's just a random guy just doing awful shit, you know, taking advantage of this town. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that could that that could be, you know, that could be one as well. He could just be like, I, I don't know any of this shit. I'm just gonna someone's just asked me to protect the town and give me everything right, yeah. everything I want. I don't care. I literally don't just want like, the bath. Like there's so much like black kind of sardonic humor in this, which I really, I really enjoy. I yeah. really appreciate. I was like, I laughed out loud quite a lot because yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. just like he's just so like blatant and straightforward about everything there's no like yeah you know, other than the kind of plotting and stuff yeah, like yeah. his dialogue is just 
fucking just straight to the point like yes um, yeah. you know you're a dick <laughs> that sort of thing it's just like it's very blunt but it, I, it works and it makes me laugh and when he's talking to the um the lady when he's in the bedroom and she's like what are you gonna do to me so i'm gonna do nothing to you i'm not you know I'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm you know but if you come back in half an hour after I've had a sleep, and if you, if you want to have a if you want to have a bit of fun, we, we kind of will do. And she's like, "What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Is that? I'm, I'm very tired. Yeah, I've had a long day. <laughs> Got to get some rest. Someone just yeah, to kill me. Yeah, you know, he'd come back in half an and hour. She, kind of stuff. And then she goes to stab him and had sex with him anyway. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's it. I like said before, you know, we're not. There's no way you can justify the, the rape or anything like that. No, no you can't. But bad things happen to bad people in it, mm. and she's she's not one of the bad people. No, she. Like when it's showing when it's showing the kind of whip the whipping is it verna bloom yeah 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 there are there are certain people missing from the silhouettes and then the second time we see a bit more of the faces there are people missing mm. these are the people that don't really get involved in it all no and i think i think no. i think you see you everyone gets their comeuppance yes this. like everyone gets what you know apart from the rape everyone gets what they deserve end up yes. dead or yeah. Yeah. you know whatever destitute whatever happens crippled I, I, you know, I, I didn't. I didn't pay that. It was quite fast and furious. The end. So I, I'm not sure what. Happened and to he's he's already got. You know, her leaving when she says to her husband, "You know, I'm I'm leaving you." Yeah. So he's already got his revenge. He's already she's already going even before all the kind of it kicks off and stuff. So again, he's manipulated. He's he's shining a light on it. He said, "Well, I'm leaving you now because you know how can you justify what you did and you're going to do the same to him." So I said the history is trying to repeat itself again, so it goes mm. full circle with it, which which is quite interesting. And as well. she and she in the flashback, she tries to stop the whipping. Of yes, the gets pulled back. Yeah, she try and he goes, "Nope, this has got to happen." You know, and she goes, and he and he kind of explains the mind theory, mm. and she goes, "Is that why we did it? Is that why it happened?" Um, so because so, she didn't, she didn't even know that. She just no. kind of assumed we were just letting this happen. You know. And she couldn't live with that. She could never kind of reconcile that event. Yeah, and many, and many and, of them really couldn't. And Malachi is like, you know, so he's the, he's the bully of the town. You know, he's made he's made mayor, he's made sheriff, and he like saves him at the end. He couldn't. He wasn't in a position to help at the time. No, he's, like, he's under the kind of saloon or something, is it? Yeah, like, and, and you know, and the look, the look that he gives him at the end is like, you know, I knew you would do it if you. If you if, if you could, if you're in a position yeah. to help, and you would sort of stuff. So, yeah. you know, there are there are characters that kind of come out of it mm. as better people. Yeah, grow. Yeah, other ones just get shot in the face, dead, dead. I think it's I think it's a great western. I think I think the supernatural element. I I find the supernatural the supernatural element makes it more interesting for me. Yes, I agree. I, yeah. I don't th- I don't think it would have been a poor western without it, but I think no. it gives it it gives it something a little extra, a little extra flavor, which you don't you hadn't get. seen in, in a western like really, yeah. apart from the psychedelic ones. You don't really get this kind of. No, um, you know, it, you he's a ghost. Like, for me, yeah. he's a ghost. Yeah. He's, he's come. He's come. He is the guy. He's he's co- You know, using his is a body double. The, the kind of whispering from the barn. The, the the talk about the wandering spirit kind of stuff. All that to me just screams like he is the the vengeful manifestation of of the of the marshal. Not to me, Dad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, he he could just be karma. It could be like the personification yeah. of, of yeah. karma. Yeah. You know, you get you get you know you get what you deserve, and you know, it's uh, it's one of them. Um, you were saying you were saying earlier about having to kind of you you watched it as a young man, and now you yeah. watched it as an adult. What's the yes. what's the difference between the two? What's the how did you feel as a young man, and how do you feel now about? I, I think and- I th- I think watching it now, <laughs> there's a lot more kind of ooh. Oh, at what? There's a lot, and it, the, the, I think the kind of subtleties and stuff were lost on me as as a as a young adult, a young person. Mm. I think it was very much a, just a blatant revenge movie. He went, got revenge, left, bang bang. And, yeah, and like I said, the, the the stuff to do with the the teacher, the blonde lady, com- I I completely forgotten about. It's probably probably worth blanking that out of your child's yeah, memory um and it, it, it is weird because i think the westerns are kind of mingling my head as being one big long movie so there was elements that i thought was in that film but it's not it's in pearl rider and there's been this and that and, you know the outlaw josie wales and the stuff like that so that was a bit weird but the kind of gray area not everything's black and white that was very unclear when i was younger hmm. now as as an adult 
things out black and white. There's gray areas and all sorts of areas. From watching it last night was, but you know, Amy kind of picked up on it more because you know she's cleverer than I was. Already. She's you know she's yeah <laughs> she, your your daughter is very very intelligent. You know, yeah, you know so she, when she's she picked not talking up about like, wood glue, you know, wood glue. Yeah, when she's not you know licking and sniffing wood. She doesn't sniff wood glue, by the way. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it would explain some stuff. That, I don't that, know. That's what makes her so clever. <laughs> yeah, we didn't we didn't realize it's this super steroid for brains. Um, <laughs> yeah, and just to kind of watching more westerns growing up, the, the visuals also weren't aren't lost on me anymore. The long sweeping shots, the town being built from scratch and stuff, and it's little things like and the, how dark and gloomy it all is. Oh, it's yeah. very it's, it's very much. It could get away with being made that today. I think I think if if someone came out and did a similar movie today. You'd be like, yeah, this this kind of fits the mood. I think what they would do today, though, I think they'd make it very, very, very blatant the supernatural. I think they'd be like, hmm. like, like with with the Jonah Hex movie, they were like, let's do as much supernatural stuff as as possible, even though we really didn't. He didn't really have supernatural adventures very well, often. It, it kind of it kind of works because I was the film seventy three. People still haven't decided. Yeah. And with with yeah, twenty twenty now, people still haven't decided what he is with the supernatural, whether something the other. So yeah. it works. If you're still talking about that element of a movie thirty years later, exactly. then it works, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, do you do you um do you believe like there was a lot of criticism? Obviously he I think like you were saying earlier, Clintwood wears his inspirations on his sleeve in this film. He yeah. even he even designs several tombstones on the town, which has the names of several directors he's worked with, Sergio Leone, um, yeah. I want to say Brian G. Hutton. I think I've got a note here. Yeah, Brian G. Hutton and Don Siegel. These were guys he'd filmed multiple films with. So he, you know, he even says in like his autobiography, I think he says, I buried my directors. <laughs> 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 I'm done with them now. Um, but but you, like a lot of people at the time they reviewed when they reviewed it, they went, Oh, he's ripping that off, he's ripping this off. Would you agree with that? Or is he is he is is he made his own kind of western his own? No, I, I don't. Vision. I don't think he's ripping off. I think he's he's doffing his hat to people. I think he's saying mm. thanks for this, thanks for the inspiration. You know, you've showed me how to do these sort of areas. But it's very much a Clint Eastwood movie. Oh, if you watch if, if you watch his his westerns from here onwards, he, he didn't do many more, did he? I think he directed was it five. Unforgiven and something yeah. else, I think. Um, they are very much his his movies. And even if you watch the not the not westerns and stuff, um, they're very much his movies. But this is his first western. He's starred in a lot of westerns. He's he's worked with, you know, proper directors of that time. You're gonna you're gonna use some of their stuff. Um, if you're gonna steal, steal from the best. Exactly. And what is it? If, you know, I can't remember the saying, but you you know, you're copying off someone. It's the best kind of compliment. You know, this is yeah, uh, uh, imitation yeah, is a yeah. form of flattery. Um, and the thing is with it, he does that in the first forty minutes of the movie. Then the last twenty-five. So even another, okay, that's 35 minutes yeah. of the movie. It's very much Clint Eastwood. Oh, it's all him. You know, yeah, you wouldn't absolutely. get that scene where he's whipping with the fire behind him. You wouldn't get that in an old western. You wouldn't, you wouldn't get that. You wouldn't get the kind of, you know, the lack of dialogue. It'd start off with yeah, very much spaghetti western type stuff. The kind of long sweeping shots. Um, we can say that about um, the Leonardo DiCaprio movie. You know, when he gets bitten by a bear. Yeah. You know what they call that's that's almost like scenery porn mm. in it. And you telling me that's not influenced by that kind of genre, but you know that sort of movie. It's the same thing. You, you know, you watch these movies, you leave these movies, you 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 know, you're in them. It's gonna have an impact on you. No, I don't agree. No. <laughs> it's a short answer. <laughs> They're talking absolute shite. Yeah, I, talking I, I agree. Out of their ass. <laughs> I I agree with you, Dennis. I think I think looking back now. I think we appreciate we'll probably appreciate this film more than they did at the time. I think they were just like, this isn't what you know, John Wise going, this isn't how the West was won. Yeah. Well may you know, were you there? Were you there, John? Were you there? In, well, in the, look at look at the, the remake. Way? Have you seen the remake of True Grit? No. That's not as black and white. And that you know, that there are there are scenes in that which are a little bit different and kind of a bit more of this sort of genre than than the John Wayne version. John Wayne version, I like True Grit. What can I say? I think it's a, I think it's a good movie. I like the remake, mm. but again, there are there are scenes in it which put the grey area on them and change it slightly. And that's you know, life isn't black and white. You know, you know, during the seventies and all the kind of riots and stuff in, in America, and all this, it, it kind of sums up the mood of a nation during the early nineteenth century as well. You know, it, it's very much he's living through stuff in in California and stuff and what's going on there. You're gonna put that on the page. Look at French Connection, all the other movies yeah, that came out exactly. in the seventies. Well, it's very much the, the same thing. Written by the same guy as well. So yeah. So 
Um, I just wanted to mention a couple more things um, before we finish off. Clint Eastwood's known for being a very efficient director as well. And in, with this film, he he came in under budget, which is always, <laughs> studios are always really happy about that. No issues, yeah, yeah. all good. Um, and two days ahead of schedule. But again, like if you build the set, I'm sure you can just film stuff when and whenever, just like quite easily and stuff. Um, but yeah, just fantastic. What else did I want to say? Oh, the box office. I want to talk about the box office. So, so this holds the eleventh position for the highest grossing uh, westerns in the nineteen seventies. So, the box office was fifteen point seven million against five point five million dollar budget. So, pretty good. Pretty good. That's a that's a six there. Um, again, good ratings. I don't know, like IMDb and Rotten right, right Tomatoes. It's one of the highest westerns yeah, on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, something like ninety three percent, I mm. believe, um, off the top of my head. So there you go. Like, it, it, there's a lot of love for it out there, even because we have. Because so Rotten Tomatoes also includes like modern, modern kind of applications yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I think there's there's modern there's modern reviewers on there that have reappraised the movies um, and looked at them in a in a new light in a different way. And I think that's important to look back on stuff, to look back on these films. Because yeah, a, lot, a lot of movies I love that would like shat on in the box office. Shat yeah, on. yeah. You know, yeah. The, the, cult, the cult classics, the hits. I love them. But, a lot, you know, a lot of people, even now I have friends that go, that was a crap film. And I'm like, well, I disagree. I think it's great. Um, and, you know, there'll be reappraisals from, you know, there'll be reappraisals. There's been reappraisals of, you know, the Star Wars prequels, you know, um, and and I, I do I I don't know how a new generation would 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 see the violence in this movie, watching it whether they would whether they would accept it back you know they didn't even accept it back then. Hmm. Um, how very would, how it is would... very brutal in its depiction. Yeah, yeah. And it, but it has to be. It has to be. Depicted yeah, of course it does for yeah. this film to work. Um, but I I, I, I see a lot. I agree with a lot of movies that I love and adore. People ask crap that. Yeah, you know, how dare you say that about Caddyshack? It's a great movie. <laughs> wrong with you <laughs> but no i, I it, it just i, I do think it's it, it for me it's almost a modern movie i think it it's it now you watch it today i think with the themes and the way people are feeling and the way things are today i think i think it's very very yeah. modern themes throughout yeah. the whole movie people are pissed off people are getting manipulated there's this and the other i think it it screams of those kind of tropes really we're all awful we're all bloody off human beings are bloody shit aren't they even when we're trying to do the right things Mm. Even some the people, right and, this, and, right. this, and this is what it is he's trying to do. He's doing. He's doing what he sees the right thing to get to revenge. He thinks the person deserves, and they, and they want their town to survive. They want yeah. the town to thrive, and it can't do that if they don't have the mine there working away. They can't. Their businesses, they'll all be out of work, and they'll all be, you know, having to travel. And like, it's you know, they're mostly in the desert. They're in the wild west. It is wild. You know, they could they could be you know attacked by bandits moving from one town to the next there could be you know anything could happen all the awful things that happen in the town could happen to yeah them the end justifies the means and they all the way through it and that's for everybody for the for the for the town for the stranger for the marshal for the, the criminals it's all to do with that we're all the same we're all just opposite sides of the same coin well i think we're coming i think we've discussed this well and truly i'm quite happy with our i think we've covered everything I can't think of anything else that we need to talk about unless there's anything you want to say. Anything else? They shoot a horse in it. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, they do, don't they? Which, which, which Amy said. Amy kind of went, that's the most shocking thing, isn't it, really? Well, not really. No, yeah, yeah. They shot a horse. Yeah. It, <laughs> so, it's, yeah. it's shocking, but it's not the most shocking. Yeah, from, they shot a horse in it. So, yeah there's, yeah, there's a few other moments and stuff. Yeah. Shooting their ears off. Shoot people's ears yeah, off shooting their ears off is, is, is good. But no, I like it. Like I said, it's... it's, it's guy gets whipped to death. Like by, by like three guys at once. So that's pretty shocking as well. And it is a long scene. I forgot how long the how long the it scene was. No, yeah, it doesn't cut away. <laughs> no, it's no. thinking. I've seen it now. <laughs> Don't need to carry on with it. Yeah. And the and, and I the, the bit always stays with me. And this is my last thing is when he's lying on the floor and everyone's around him. He's just like, help me. Mm. help me and they're all just watching they say nothing and you think you bastards yeah you could do you, you know. could stop this you could try but again all cowardly all yeah and that's it but it's a good movie if you haven't seen it go and see it it is yeah i do and then watch I, pale rider. I highly highly recommend it like we said maybe a double bill with pale rider i've not seen yeah. pale rider myself but i am after this i'm definitely going to go watch it's pale not it's rider. not a sunday afternoon watch though <laughs> it's not... yeah maybe not maybe <laughs> maybe not <laughs> Um, I, I just ignore what day it is anyway. I do that most of the time. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know during the week. I have no idea what day is during the week. God, I only know God it's knows. a weekend because Sarah and Amy are here. That's all I, that's all I know. Yeah, well, uh, but yeah, I've been hungover like the last day or so. So I'm like, oh, bless you. Only had, I had I had four cans of Stella and that was enough to give me a hangover. Lightweight. I'm never drinking Stella again. Well, know? I don't drink, so it it's yeah. doesn't concern me at all. Well, good, good, good for you. I'm, I'm glad you can avoid and and pain. I've lost, I've lost a stone in weight. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, yeah. I think it was a big poo I had this morning, but apparently, <laughs> um, Sarah sent me a picture of me in January, and you can clearly see that I've lost weight. Not that you've noticed, but thanks. Well, I mean, oh God, I'm getting, I mean, strangers are going to come and visit me now. <laughs> yeah, someone's going to, someone's going to visit you in the night. Someone's coming, someone's coming for me. Yeah. You just whip me to death. I need, I need whipping into shape as well. I need a little, it's a work off some of this quarantine weight. Well, mind, I've just, I've just stopped. I'm just eating my calories for a day, and that's it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm exercising more. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm doing more stuff, but I'm not really. What, doing a lot. what are calories, Dennis? Calories um, yeah, are, are those calories? things. They're they're, th- they're they're things that Kellogg's make. Right. <laughs> and they're in everything. Right. I should probably look at those, maybe, or measure them in some form. Well, I don't. I don't. I just say, Sarah, what's in this? And she'll go two hundred. Right. Oh, can I have it? No. Okay. I'll she's put good. it away. Well, Sarah's very good, and she's you know she's had an amazing transformation, and like she even got an award at work, didn't she? For, she did. For, I I I think work. I think I think the thing is that she's she's too good for me now, so I've got to bring, <laughs> I've got to I've got to well, sort it, myself it, out. It, it is your wedding anniversary, Dennis, and you're doing it a is. podcast with me. So I yeah, it is. I don't know it how much I don't know how much suffering you're gonna you're gonna have. And 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 I bought. Or, um, um, a clothes maiden. <laughs> what do I, what what do I say? It's the Ferrari of clothes maidens. Well, there you go, there you go. I've got several that have fallen apart, so I might need to need to buy. It's one very as good. Well. Oh, it's it's, cool. it's 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 six foot tall, mate. It's got different well, uh, shelves. <laughs> well, uh, I I I just okay. want to say I just wanted to wish you a happy happy wedding anniversary. Seventeen years you've been married. Seventeen Seven, seventeen years married and twenty years together. Wow, since two thousand then. 2001 i think it was or 2000. Wow. but i've known her since i was 10 i went to school with her i'm not i'm not going to tell you where i was in my life around that time because it might depress you what were you doing i was i i pretty much just started high school give or take second or <laughs> second or third year of high school jesus christ yeah <laughs> well i was getting more sex than you so it's cool yes well i mean if i was getting sex then i probably would have been exactly groomed. I yeah, been groomed. And well, we were, looking at yeah. you, you could have. I was going off and <laughs> edit this bit out. <laughs> looking at you, you could have been. <laughs> uh, I am a very attractive young man. And I you are very attractive. Then, I'm sure, but no, I, I sat. I I used to sit next to um, Sarah in science and history and um, art. Wow. And I, I knew, I knew from back then that, that you know she was the love of my life, and I, I, I knew that I was going to eventually marry her. I went away, made all my mistakes, and then met her again and married her. <laughs> There you, go. there you go. There you go. At least she's you... a very patient, very patient woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're telling me, Dennis. You're telling me. I've I've, I've seen it. I've heard it. Yeah, but, but um... I'm aware of this. This is the thing. I'm fully aware that I'm I'm very blessed. <laughs> You're doing very well. You're doing very well. Most <laughs> of the girlfriends I've had would not have clearly not had the patience Sarah would ever have. <laughs> they don't even have you to with the patients. I'm an absolute delight. You're an angel. You're an angel. <laughs> You're, a You're a sweetie. You're a sweetie. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm a lovely guy. <laughs> oh gosh, you 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 never know. If you're not careful, you might be a stranger to Sarah one day. <laughs> I think that's what it is. I think I think she, you know she she's you know changes this this new woman. It's just Dennis. You got to do something more about it because look at you. You look at her like a like a like a you're like a melting candle. <laughs> There's something needs to change. Wax works. Wax works. Yeah, I do. I look like a sloth, you know. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, but no, it's it's it's. I, you know what? I like being married. I, I, I love my wife and I love my family and I extend my family to you. You know, we, I, lo- I love that. Always on these m- most romantic days, we end up talking about like absolute horrific violence. Last we, time we, it was Friday the thirteenth. We did on Valentine's. Um, we did. But listen, I, you know, if, if you don't edit this bit out, I just like to say I like to spend my most my most romantic and beautiful moments with with you dan oh aren't you sweet because i'm with her all the rest of the time this is special that's true. yeah that's true let's give me you can yeah. you can chat and do other things i mean she we can. have you know we you know you're in the same house you can mate after 20 years of being together this is a highlight for me <laughs> <laughs> fantastic well i think that is uh that is our time so uh so i'm just gonna tell people where they can find us so it is at facebook at Secret Balls on Facebook, 
Um, Twitter, it's at Dan underscore balls. Instagram, Spider Dan Secret Balls. And the podcast is available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts. However, it is not currently available on Google Podcasts. Um, they've recently changed some of their settings, and now I have to do some sort of coding thing and figure out why the podcast is not coming to Apple Podcasts. Um, but there's lots of other apps you can use um, on your Android devices. If you're using Android, you know, there's Podbean, Spotify, many, many other podcast apps that we that I come through um, that you can download through. Um, I'm still trying to figure it out. I am going to try and fix it. It's a bit annoying. I don't know how long it's going to take, uh, so I do apologize. But um, if you will bear with us and try and download from from another app than Google Podcasts, I would appreciate it. Uh, to all my fans and listeners out there, um, again, Spotify, um, there's previews of episodes on YouTube. Um, and if you'd like to donate towards the podcast, you can buy me a coffee at ko-fi.com forward slash spider and secret balls and don't forget to use the hashtag prepare for prattle when you are communicating with us um dennis is there anything else you'd like to say on this very special day it has been an honor and a privilege serving with you oh it's been perfect i'm glad we haven't had any interruptions it's so been that, good hasn't it it's it's been oh it's been bliss it's been absolutely it's been bliss. great and um, tell you I, I i can't think of anything i'd rather do right now than spend my anniversary with you Wow. Well, you are a good man. Uh, now, I, you need to go get your dinner. I know it's coming soon or it's already been made for you. Yeah, so. I, can, I can smell food, which smell is always it? a good sign. Okay. Well, bad's this. We, I'm on a podcast with you and she's making me my tea. Something's wrong here, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you've given her a horse maiden for, for her yeah, anniversary gift. But it's the frary of them. That's, that I mean, mind. it's just that's feminism. That's feminism, isn't it? That's the height of feminism. It is <laughs> but, not. But just, just, just to clarify, I've also paid for a very expensive tattoo. So, of course you have. Of course, not you all bad. No, of course, no. You, you are, you're a wonderful husband. I'm sure she would agree. We're only joking. We're only joshing. Anyway, that is us. So, uh, take care, guys. Um, and then next week, uh, I'm going to have our, a comparison podcast. Uh, so this little preview for you. And it's going to be the original Django uh, from 1967, 66, I think, uh, by Sergio Corbucci and another Sergio Corbucci film, um, The Great Silence. So we're going to compare those in another Clone Balls. So I'm going to see which of those spaghetti westerns has the best meatballs. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, I will see you, Dennis, no doubt, again very soon. Thank you very much, Dan, for having me. Cheers, My mate. My pleasure. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.